car launch season is officially upon us. We are at Red Bull's event here in New York City. This New is City. unlapped, and as you can tell, we have a very, very special guest, Daniel Ricardo, <laughs> joining Katie George, Lawrence Edmondson, and Nate Saunders here. Thank you so much. What's today been like for you with this Red Bull launch, the first ever season launch in the States? Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been uh, pretty great. This is like day one of work for the year, so just having fun with it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm transitioning from holiday mode to kind of work mode, so forgive me if I'm still a little delirious. But uh, but no, it's actually it's pretty cool. Like to do to have this season launch here in New York and just to see the sport how it's blown up here the last few years. It's it's wild and even. Like honestly, I get recognized probably in New York as much as any other place, really? which is w ridiculous to me. Um, so I see it. I see it firsthand. And yeah, like Red Bull's fully pushing now and it's cool. I Do like you enjoy it. getting recognized or is it getting to the point where it needs to be managed? I like, I, I invested in a taser. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty cool. Like everyone here is pretty awesome. It's like, they're friendly. Like, and that's, and that's, it's very much like Australia. Like they might yell out my name and run across the street and be like, oh, I just started watching or like they'll say something nice and complimentary. So I'm like, all right, you're cool. Knuckles and then peace. But you have to keep doing that over and over again. Like, does it, like I always think, doesn't it get repetitive after a while? But I guess it's not the well, worst thing to get repetitive. Yeah, before, yeah. Like. I was like, as long as like everyone's nice, like yeah. you can't, it, it, that doesn't get boring or old, you know? Like it's, uh, I think, um, and then like obviously you go like as long as there's like respect is if you're like about to like have a mouthful of food and they're like grabbing you and like pulling you away and having a photo then it's like all right maybe wait a couple minutes but no everyone's been like really nice and respectful and um as i said just complimentary so not many give me a hard time so yeah people start ask autographs is it all selfies nowadays like the autograph seems to have, have Archaic. slowed down yeah because yeah, yeah. i used to my autograph book used to be my most treasured possession yeah. when i was a kid now no one does it. I, I want to get into autographs. Let's get into autographs. I don't get it. Mm. Like who, I want to know who started autographs. Terrible. <laughs> who was the guy that said, I'm going to sign this for you and this is now our way of interaction. It's a lot of trust as well because you're like, this is definitely his. Yeah. Like a selfie at least is like, this. you can yeah, see Yeah, it there's proof. Him. Yeah, whereas but an like, autograph is like, no, this definitely is him. An like, old napkin with a <laughs> scribble on it. You're like, yeah, yeah this was uh, <laughs> LeBron James. It's like, wait, I don't think it was. But I've, I've also seen the piles of merchandise you guys have to sign at race weekends. And it's like, it's almost like, right, you'll have two hours engineering and an hour of signing stuff. Uh, yeah. That must drag on a bit. And the, the signing's real and uh, there's a lot. There's a lot. So, yeah. Uh, the photos are cool. I guess the photos are a bit more, there's a bit more interaction where like an autograph is sometimes mm -hmm. just like kind of throwing at you and sign this sure. and then they pull it back where a photograph, there's normally like a, Hey, how are you? And where are you from or something? So a little bit more of a Then they're in your bubble as well. Then they're in your face. Mm -hmm. They're right up Which in is there. either a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Depends. Definitely depends. Do you like I just your had chewing gum, so I'm okay. Well, I'll be the judge. <laughs> Do you like your signature? A lot of people hate their signatures. I don't love it. Nah. Well, yeah. we nah, I don't love it. We see it every time when we go to Budapest. It's on in the 
in the gantry when you walk in, you've signed your name, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. It's like a DR and a three, yeah. right? So I feel like I've, I've, I feel like I've seen it. You've signed, my, you've signed the book as well that I wrote. Do you remember that? Yes. Oh, here we go. It didn't take long uh, for this to come up, did it? The book. <laughs> so I like the D. I like the way I do my D. The rest is like, eh. Yeah. The three, but that's pretty easy to do. But yeah. But if you're doing it over and over again, that's, that's the easiest one to do, I guess. Then you start, like, there's a quick way of doing it as well. I think that's yeah. as well, like with autographs, mm. it can change a bit. Sure. But I guess with a photo as well, you can have a good, bad, like a good hair day, a bad hair day. There's, it's not always the same, is it? No, it's not. What's These it feel are real, like? real matters, aren't they? They are. This is I like know. This is the hard-hitting stuff that we wanted stuff. to, well, this is what it's about on Unlapped, obviously. What's it like being back? Uh, back like Red Bull or just back in just away uh, from holiday? We're going to get <laughs> Red Bull back. <laughs> it's nice. Um it's uh it's been really good here oh, we go is christian horner gonna join the podcast to our latest young driver there you go so it, it is really nice to be back and did you plan that right on cue no but i feel you planned it <laughs> maybe you asked the question we'll see that was really uh there's something about it where yeah i don't know it just felt as soon as we both were like, let's do this, mm -hmm. it was like, oh, yeah, kind of a light bulb. That's how, like my what I've been using today is like a light bulb moment where it just made complete sense and it happened really quickly. And then like going back to the factory the first time, I was like, oh, like it's growing a lot. But then I was also like, this is very familiar. So um, and just the, the amount of personal text messages I had from like engineers or mechanics that, you know, I, I was working with at the time I was there. It was like really really cool yeah first time you put the the actual kit on itself was there a bit of a like oh this is this is strange like because you know it is like when you have school uniform or whatever you get used to like a like yeah. a way it looks and suddenly you're like this is this is weird this is what i was doing four or five years ago yeah it's a little bit strange but actually probably more so like it was more strange you know like putting on a renault one or putting on a mclaren one you know because yeah. i i had red bull colors for the most of my professional career, pretty much all of it actually. So kind of slipping back into these colors felt more familiar than anything else. Yeah. Nice. And it, I felt young again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, you look like the youngest certainly out of being Lawrence. So I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say this about Katie. Yeah, don't um, put me in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was, I was just gonna follow that up. I mean, in terms of the decision this year to come back and, and, and do this role, how important was it that it was Red Bull and you had that familiarity? Did that, did that kind of play kind of a key not, I'm not saying it was the only reason, but it must have helped that decision, you know, coming back here. It did. It did because I think once once I had come to terms with not racing and once I was like comfortable in myself and because of course at first it was like a bit of a fear, like, oh my gosh, I'm like, can I not race? You know, like, what does that mean? Like, is this, is this the career over? And mm. once I'd realized that's what I needed and wanted, then the Red Bull thing kind of made the most sense and very clear because it's like, all right, actually, this is what I need at the moment. Yes, they've had amazing success and they're also a great team to be with, but just for me to kind of get back into an environment which I personally had success in, but also mm -hmm. built a lot of relationships with, like that's probably like the little bit of confidence, you know, boost I, I need as well. And um, even saying that, I'm like, I don't feel my confidence is down, but it's, you know, of course I had a challenging year or two. So I don't want to be naive and be like, yeah, I, I don't need to be challenging myself again with a new environment. I think having the ability to step back into this one was like, yeah, the best thing. And uh, very happy about that. 
Uh, yeah, keen- I get free Red Bull again, so <laughs> my fridge hasn't been stocked for a while. <laughs> That's a winner. How keen are you to get into... It's a little things, Katie. How keen are you to get into a Red Bull car? Because we know when you were last in Red Bull cars and the way they handled and the way they performed, you were mega. And then you've obviously had struggles getting adapting to the McLaren. So getting back in a Red Bull, will that be the proof of like, oh, I still got it, like, I can still do this? And, and will that motivate you to potentially... Uh, I think so. Back into a race I think so. Like if, if a lot of those feelings come back and and if the ultimately if the stopwatch is there and you know my, my reference for now will be a simulator, but if I do start to feel like comfortable on the sim and then I think it'll it'll yeah, like fuel that fire. Um, but yeah, I'm like gonna take my time with it. I don't wanna kinda jump to a decision early in the season, like, oh yeah, like this is where I wanna be for twenty four. I just wanna let it happen and uh but yeah i expect to feel comfortable in this car but i also it has changed so i don't want to think it's exactly the 2018 car i drove but uh i'm sure there'll be some things about it which i'm like oh yeah this is this is now doing what i like (laughs) what do you think about the rb19 i mean it really feels like they stepped out of their comfort zone with this one (laughs) (laughs) that's good chat good chat (laughs) i i'm like i get it but I'm also, and whether I work for Red Bull or not, I do think the livery is really nice. Like, I think it's a really beautiful car. Okay, because I've had it now for quite a few years. People are like, oh, can we see something different? But the fact it's is, iconic. it's still a, yeah, it's kind of iconic now. And it's what they won in. So you also have the approach of, well, consistency. And if we're winning, don't change it. Yeah. So can't hate on that. I hear you. Are you going? What would you do? Don't on, ask me that. Go. I think it's Whoa. beautiful, but I did think that we maybe there would be like a smidge difference. But Katie, yeah, you, you can are. enter. You can enter the competition now. I can right? actually uh, in the US, races, the U.S. races. I can design. Yep. Are you an artist? No. Okay. I'm a visionary. Oh, but I love that. <laughs> Good response. Although you say that, but the race helmets you've had for the last few years have, all, have always stood out pretty well. So I feel like you could, yeah, you, you know, could. you, you could, could have a good crack some way, shape, yeah. or form. Yeah. Well, Chante. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chante. Nice. It's plugs everywhere, left, right, and center. I love, love it. That's great. Are you going to the Super Bowl? Yeah. How awesome is that? Have you been before? I've been once before. Which one? Uh, Miami. So it was okay. just before COVID, like 2020. And I'm glad you didn't hit us with a Roman numeral because I wouldn't know which one was which. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know Roman numerals. I don't I'm, know why they do that either. It's whatever. Anyway, I'm I'm excited um because i've never really spent any time in in phoenix as well arizona so like that's kind of cool and something different i love the desert so hope i'm sure it's warmer than here uh, but i'm a bit <laughs> sad that the bills aren't in so <sighs> how'd you become a bills fan uh i met josh josh allen so yeah, that, that was, was i was like man you're you're beautiful yeah <laughs> and uh he's like i'm i'm not afraid to admit it he's my man crush um but he's also a friend now which is really cool and yeah and and also i i like watch the 30 for 30 the Mm -hmm. four falls of buffalo which is if you're not a fan like watching that like you just have to how can you not so kind of getting behind a team like that and with such like a story and the whole i just i don't know they're like yeah the coolest underdogs i've ever Mm -hmm. come across Keyword is underdogs because now you're in it. You're involved in the misery. 
yep. that comes with being a Bills fan. Are you okay so with I, that? I'm, I'm good with it. Okay, you're yeah. in for the this ride? This is when they need us most. That's so. did you, very true. Bills Mafia. Is there a table you can throw <laughs> me through? <laughs> did you have much chance to talk to Josh after that match? Like, do you talk to him that often? Um, and it, like, when you talk to another athlete from another sport, you know what you know the, the fine line between winning and losing. I guess you can kind of empathize a bit differently than, than say I could if I spoke to you or to Josh Allen. Yeah, that's that's where you like I'm always kind of always cautious with um, because I, I feel I can understand an athlete because no matter what the sport is, you go through the highs, the lows. Like it's there is definitely a lot of relation, but obviously each individual is different. So you want to try and kind of lend support and because you can relate, but. Uh, you also want to kind of be respectful of their space. But uh, I did reach out to Josh and, um, yeah, he responded. So it was received. And, uh, yeah, it was just – it's tough because, like, everyone will always – even, you know, with me, like, I'll get a gazillion messages after I win a race. But after a bad race, you know, I might get one message. So it's kind of those ones that are more important and they're the ones where you need, you know, your mates to, to pick you up or to tell you that everything's going to be okay. So, um yeah, he's he's a he's a big teddy bear and he's awesome. Um, just I want to cuddle him right now. <laughs> talking about it. Well, actually, Nate, I think needs to be cuddled, right? Because you're a Tampa fan. Buccaneers fan. Yeah. So yeah. did you I shed a few twice, tears when you saw the video in a come year out when Brady quit? This yeah. time for good. This um, one nearly hit more or harder. I don't it, know. It, it was funny because a lot of a lot of websites, do you see some websites that just reprinted but they changed like the dates and the details? Oh. They're like, he's been around and they crossed out 21 and put 22 in or whatever it was. But it was weird, wasn't it? Because everyone thought, oh, he's back now and he's going to play for a bit. So, yeah. What, what, what's your thoughts on Brady? The GOAT? Do you think, do you think you know, yeah, hard like, to deny? Yeah, hard, hard yeah. to deny. And, and uh, watching, so look, transparently, I've only got into the NFL like in, in the last few years. So I haven't been like a lifelong fan or, or supporter, um, but I have really got into it more and more. Uh, but yeah, just kind of watching the video, you, yeah, I mean, I, I, again, being a, a fan now, like I watch as many games as I can, even if it's not the Bills, I just love the sport. So watching some games as well this year, you, you kind of got the feeling like it was probably going to happen um with Brady but yeah you it's hard because you you pour your life into it and walking away from something that you've had so much success in as well and it's dictated probably all of your life if not you know the majority it's yeah yeah like I it was it was sad like it's happy sad but it's still sad so um but I think it's not from the outside it looks like it's the right time and uh yeah he can be a family man and uh find what's next you once received a, yeah. a throw from, I don't know if that's, a, I've, I don't know anything about NFL. So you once received a throw from Tom Brady, but you did it in the coolest place. Yeah. Pretty much in the world to do it in Monaco from one yacht to another. Am yeah. I right saying that? So that we, was, actually, okay. we actually ran that clip, didn't we? Just after that was the clip ESPN ran. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty wild. Um, First take, only take. Yeah. So a lot of people, so the, the catch was first take. But I, I saw um, a few people reference like the ball, so I think they cut to two different ca um, two different shots because he threw, I think three in total. So I, I guess the best shot that they got of him throwing was with another ball. So it had like I think maybe black stripes or white stripes, 
and the one I caught had like black stripes yeah. or something. So a few people were like, oh, this has been edited or he didn't really catch it or something. But it was basically, they must have taken his like second throw, but then my first catch. But yeah. it all happened just the way it was clipped. But um, So you're better than Brady though, because you got it right on the first one. <laughs> no, 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 well, he did as well. They just like, <laughs> so. It's amazing it how- looks like Second throw looks better. <laughs> it's amazing nowadays online, like an innocent clip oh, yeah, can go up. Yeah. And yeah, within yeah. 10 minutes, people are like, well, this is three clips put together. I'm like, what are you guys yeah. doing at, at home? Like, it's crazy. It's, uh, it's funny, but um, no, cause I saw, I think maybe, yeah, it got reposted again the other day and then, yeah. uh, so like, I guess more people were calling it out, but, um, but no, it, it did happen. And I obviously I knew very well who Tom Brady was. And I was, I just, that was the day I got pole. So I was like on a bit of a high, but then I was receiving this catch from Tom. So I was quietly like crapping myself. And anyway, it was fun. It's very so cool. So if you were to play in the NFL, receiver. receiver. Okay. Yeah, wide that receiver. Is the, that's kind of the glory position, isn't it? Like let me well. run. Yeah. Let me run. Let me move. <laughs> just even like when I was younger, I played soccer. And I wasn't very good, but I just had, I had the gas tank where it's just like, just send a long ball down the line and I'll run and I'll get it. So I feel like that's me. And I'm, I back myself catching. I'm not great at throwing, but yeah, catching or receiving, that's me. Why did you become a fan of the NFL? Well, I love sport. So mm-hmm. I just, I would, I mean, there's I literally over Christmas, I remember one of my cousins came up like we're chatting and catching up and we must have been talking about sports. And I think they said like, oh, I remember when you were young, we walked in on you watching lawn bowls. So like lawn bowls, do you know what lawn bowls oh, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a breakdown? It's like uh, in America and it, like oh, bocce, bocce like, ball. Oh, okay, okay. But I guess what I'm trying to get at is I would watch bocce anything. Bocce ball, actually. Bocce is how we say it in America. But... Boches, how you say it in Italy? Yeah, but you call it long ball, lawn balls, lawn balls. Lawn balls. It's kind of, I guess it's anyway. It's not the most exciting sport okay, in the world, fair. but I would watch like so. I would watch anything, and then I always obviously knew what the NFL was, but I'd never kind of given myself the time to like get into it, understand the game. And as soon as I like went to see a game, understood it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, it's. It's quickly becoming my favorite sport. Yeah. It's pretty Do you awesome. have a pick for the Super Bowl? I, Eagles. Is that um, just because of what happened to Josh? Um, well, I was, I just, from the start of the season, I remember watching a few of the Eagles games because I was in Australia for the most part and we could like, the time zone was good. So I got a lot of the games to watch and I just felt like their defense was so good. pretty awesome. And I was just like, these guys are going to be hard to beat. And now they got to Super Bowl. So I'm like, they got this far. I think, I yeah. think they're going to do it. What do you guys reckon? So I was Who's in Philadelphia work? on Sunday. I, uh, I took some time in America. So I, I've got to say Philly. I was out on the streets dancing, having a beer on the streets. I mean, oh. legally, you know, what? in a bar. In a <laughs> what bar. did you think of Philadelphia after a win? Because Philadelphia was wild. I'm glad I wasn't there after they'd lost the game. Because I feel yeah, like... I've heard... Yeah, because yeah, they would have burned the nice. city to the ground. Yeah. I think either way, they knew that things were going to get smashed. It's whether they were getting like trounced, like like they were going to destroy things lovingly or like just out of pure frustration. Um, but yeah, it was it was a cool city. Have you ever have you been to Philly? So for no, I haven't. Philly's cool. You should you should. Yeah. You should check it's the it only out. place really in America nice. where they're going to grease light poles so yes. people won't climb them after a game. So, but wait, is this in a like? 
really supportive, loving way, or is it? Do do we want them to win, or do we not want them to win? I mean, win? Like, I'm, I'm kind of for the sake now of the city. I've been there, but for the sake of the city, which is beautiful, I kind <laughs> we of need to preserve Philly. Philadelphia, yeah. right? Philly to, and Kansas have won it recently, right? So yeah. or more recently, yeah. anyway. 20, I believe. Yeah. Well, that would have been the one you saw, right? Yes, that was, Miami. That was exactly. The one. Yes. Yeah, against so, uh, 49. So purely on that fact, I'm going to say the Eagles. I think, but it's going to be tight. Be okay. Yeah, there's no place like Philly. So okay, maybe, I need to get there. Maybe put it on your list. Maybe. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. In your return to Red Bull, have you seen any differences just being around for the last few months? I mean, the the factory, like, they own pretty much all mm-hmm. of Milton Keynes right now. Like, it's they've expanded... So w- when I walked in, I was like, okay, wow, this is, this has come a long way since uh, end of 18. Mm-hmm. So that was more, I was just like, all right, like it's, you kind of see it. And then I'm like, all right, it's no surprise. They've just won the championship. Like it's, they're all in and that's kind of cool. And it just shows like the level, like this, this sport is the most wild sport in the world where it's just you you can't rest you can't get complacent and yeah. i know that's the case with a lot of sports but just the way like it evolves the development all the technology it's just still blows my mind i don't understand it like i feel like driving is kind of the easy part because i don't <laughs> understand much else but you have such an interesting vantage point i think because you obviously were part of their second rise and then you left and so then you got to see it from a different side you know last season watching kind of their dominance in a lot of ways what was that like? What did you notice as a competitor? So there was a lot of there was a lot of things I saw which were always there. And as soon as I saw they started to get that momentum, I was like, no one's gonna touch them. They're they're winners, they're like they're such a competitive group, you know, like the mechanics are all psychos, they run They'll work till like 2 a.m. and then run five laps of the track. And I'm just like, they're all just so competitive. And that environment is is pretty dangerous when they start to get uh, the ball rolling. And they kept, um, uh, people have left and have joined, but the core of that team has kind of stayed the same. You know, yep. Christian's still there. And you see, I mean, like Ferrari's just changed team boss. And you see in some sports a very reactive kind of way of dealing with, you know, success or failure. So I feel like Red Bull now, they're, you know, they had all that stuff in place, like you said. And now that they've got to this point where they're winning, it's like, well, we didn't change anything from when we were winning before. So it shows you that continuity in sport sometimes is just so invaluable. Yeah, it is. And there's always, you know, I say always, there's certainly times, you know, that urge to, you know, 
well, I speak for myself, go and try something different and, and go somewhere else and learn something new. But, you know, then it's uh, there is also value in just a familiar environment and consistency, as you say. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're look, I know everyone there's no one's ever going to have it easy, but I think they're going to be hard to beat for uh, the next few years, at least. You know, I think they'll go on a, a bit of a run. And with four coming as well, you know, building their own powertrains, which they've been planning to do. That's just like completing the whole set, isn't it? I mean, it's almost like it's almost too much. How do you compete against that? And and all on one campus as well, which they make a big thing about rather than splitting the engine project from the chassis project. Yeah, I know that's that's really big for them. Um, all being on one campus, as you say, like that's huge. And because also like time, like time is money in this sport, you know, and it's uh, time is performance. It's everything. So any any ability to shorten a window um so to speak is is really valuable and like i have a raptor ford raptor and i know how damn quick that thing is so i'm just like what's gonna happen in 2026 you know three more years of developing a raptor that's that's a lot of power that's gonna go in the back of this car is that if you already asked jim farley if that can be the case <laughs> on yours he mod it for three years straight <laughs> just just going back to the team, I mean, you, you were with Max as a teammate in 2018. And Max back then was, it was kind of a fascinating driver because he clearly had the speed, but there was a lot of up and downs with him. And what we've seen in the last couple of years is, especially last year, I mean, he was almost, it was almost flawless. He was out in front, a bit like what Lewis did with Mercedes, just kind of, like he got out in front, didn't make any mistakes. What have you seen kind of change in him? Has it just been, he's, he's just got a bit older, he's got more experience? Because on the outside, he himself doesn't seem to have changed much, but mm. the way he drives is, you know, he's much more, maybe not as calm as you might say other drivers are, but he ra he's found a way to harness that aggression into the way he races now. Would that be, do you think that's fair? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. He's, yeah, like, uh, as you see, like the, pers the person is unchanged. He's more mature, like he's just growing as, as everyone does, you know? He's not uh, 21 anymore. He's, you know, mid-20s and, uh, yeah, but it's more like the... And I, I feel like it was already happening in 2018. Yeah. You know, I remember the first maybe five, six rounds every weekend. He had something like he, you know, there was an unforced error. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, his second half of the season, it was just like he turned it around and obviously gave, gave himself a little bit of a... Uh, talking to or whatever and um and that that's where it really started to to kick off and it was just it was just really minimizing the the mistakes and you know as you say the speed was always there i mean he won his first ever race with red bull so that was always um let's say undeniable it was just completing himself as a driver and but that's all that's going to happen over time and and you mature as you say you you learn as well so but he's obviously just running on such such a level now and his confidence is is, is sky high and he's pretty unfazed by most things so he just gets on and gets the job done so yeah he's tough to beat going to be tough to beat this year is it exciting that you can start to bench benchmark yourself against him a little bit again because yeah you would have seen exactly what he could do back then but now you can get in the simulator you'd be like oh max does this max does that is that yeah is that is that kind of a useful thing to have yeah it's yeah it's i mean currently he's the best reference but also for me as a reference of you know what was a, a competitive uh teammate rivalry between us you know that's where i'm also like curious to see um where i where i currently kind of stand and um you know i remember things about his like driving style and what he would do so also now to see all the data and kind of understand is he just a refined version or has he changed 
some things along the way over the last few years. So all this stuff, uh, it's kind of cool because I can see it all, but it's kind of like at a distance, I can get as deep into it as I want um, and then do probably as much simulator as I want till I drive myself dizzy. Because mm. on that, we, we, we were wondering just before the show, how, in terms of simulator, it seems like you're going to be doing a bit, but in terms of actually being in the paddock, that seems like it's maybe going to be less. Is that going to be quite nice for you to actually get away from it and unwind a bit? Because those, those days, those long weekends in the paddock, and sometimes you're like, right, it's Thursday again, it's Friday again. It must be nice to have some of those away from F1 a bit. Absolutely. It's like 20, if I was to do... So I'm going to do probably about eight races, okay. um, trackside for eight. And it's one of those ones, like if, if the team was like, no, we need you there every race, then I'd be like, well, I may as well race. Like I may as well go find myself a race seat. So they, they understood it straight away. Like the, the reason for, let's say me having this uh, change for 23 uh, to give myself a bit of space as well and some time to prepare myself in other ways. So um yeah, and if it's even being at the factory a little more or something, then that's that's cool. But um, yeah, the, the travel, all of it, like just kind of needed to hit pause and see where I feel. To that point, a little bit more free time. Mm. What do you plan on doing with it? Super Bowl. Uh, so no, I want to, well, yeah, that's one. But I want to, um, even little things like, so if my family travels, a lot of the time they're traveling to see me race. And on a race weekend, it's intense. I'm intense. I'm not, yeah, they don't see me. And if they see me, I'm thinking about the race or I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm not like relaxed. Mm-hmm. So kind of even just to do like a family holiday with them where we're all kind of just on holiday, not talking about racing, like little things like that I look forward to. Um, see some more live music. I want to like do national parks and just kind of get outdoors, do some adventures. And I, yeah, I heard on Tom Clarkson's, soul searching. Tom Clarkson's podcast, you were talking about going across the whole of the USA on a 110cc yeah. motorbike. Is yeah. that going to happen? Any closer so to getting that? It's, it's, in, um, it's being planned out. So uh, the intention is for it to still happen. Um, but I was kind of like, even if I do like one leg or something this year, like half, um, I think that'll, yeah, I, yeah. The bike might need to rest as well. A 110 cc, I yeah, feel like I was it's like, going to be struggling. I'm going to get pretty sore as well. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but no, I do. Like I want to do it's kind of random stuff, but stuff that I know I'll really enjoy and where I can escape and switch off. And like, I know how much I love riding bikes and like kind of that feeling of freedom and happiness I get from doing so. And if it's going across new land and um, unseen waters or whatever you call uncharted it. territory uh, yeah, yeah. Uncharted, yeah. <laughs> like that's also fascinating and i think that'll just be like really good for my my brain yeah, and uh, i think it'll just be fun america's a good country to do that for as well just so vast yeah know? also you're gonna be you're you're in the process of you're an executive producer on a new f1 show how much how much time is that taking up for you with hulu and how much are you actually like sitting in the in the script reads and stuff like that like how's that how's that been going so we're on um so yeah it's pretty involved so we've got a um, uh let's say a group chat with the writers and that and it's uh basically they're asking me a bunch of stuff and we're thinking this would this happen or how does that look or tell me about this how does that dynamic work and then uh so i'm basically just feeding a whole lot of information back and just trying to Mm. guide the ship Mm. do you enjoy that role yeah it's fun it's different so 
I'm very um I like doing new stuff as well. Mm. I think stuff that excites me or um challenges me a little bit. Mm. So maybe it's all those years at school that I kind of missed from dawdling or going out racing go-karts. So I feel like educating myself a little more these That's days. That's a hell of a way to do it. <laughs> just executive producer show. That's great. Right in the <laughs> if deep If only end. it was that simple, I would, I would all be like, yeah, let's just do that for a week. But but hey, it sounds great. I mean, it's yeah. it's and it shows you where F1 is right now That because there's that, there's Brad Pitt's involved in something. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nuts. Would yeah, the appetite for it is massive. To that point, obviously we're in New York. You were in Miami last year for the first one. We've got Vegas. I know how much you love Austin. When you got into the sport, did you ever envision it taking off like this in the States? Not at the rate that it has. Okay. I I felt like it was a matter of time or inevitable because Why? it's America and America loves sports. They do sports so well. And Formula One is such a unique sport that is massive in other parts of the world. Mm. So I kind of felt like it was a matter of time till it got here and kind of got recognized and appreciated, I guess. But, I mean, we went to Austin 2012, I, I think it was the first year, and I knew nothing about Austin. Like, I was just, I was, I think this is where Lance Armstrong's from. Um, but going there, I was just like, this is awesome. And the fans were so new and excited. And I was, and so it was already that year, I was like, okay, this, this could really happen. But yeah, I didn't think we'd have three in, in 10 years. Do you see a difference in the American fan as compared to what you see across the world? There's like, how would you yeah. how would you describe the American fan? Well, I I would describe them similar to the Aussies, where okay. they're like quiet, like loud and outgoing, and it's like you know, yell your name out from afar and kind of <laughs> just say something funny or witty or like let's go grab a beer or just mm. you know like they're they're like they're bros. I don't know. So they're like they're pretty easygoing. Um, but then you get to like Italy, for example, which is very like full on, like they're very more like kind of, um, grabby. Um, they're more like affectionate, if that makes sense. Good word for it. They need to touch like, (laughs) you know, so they're in your bubble. Yeah. So they're like, so they might be seen as like more intense, but they're like, I think it's just passion. Mm -hmm. And then Japan, actually I was talking about this last night. Japan is, is wild because you've got like kind of two extremes you've got the most polite fans in the world we're like super respectful like they'll make a line and wait and and whatever but then they also probably know the most about you like they're they're like the most intense yet the most polite i don't know how to describe it and and the effort they put in as well like you know the costumes it's all homemade and it's just like suddenly beautiful kimonos things like that yeah um around teams it's yeah it's it's pretty special yeah, they're, they're like, yeah, they deserve uh, the little, because the effort that goes in is, I mean, even like mechanics, uh, like members of the team that like wouldn't normally have fans, you know, like mm-hmm. they're, they're making things for them. And it's like uh, even like the drivers, like our trainers or our managers or whatever, like they're treated like, yeah. Royalty. Some of the some of the press officers even have like a, a fan club, and it's yeah. like this is crazy. Like they'll be walking down, and they'll get like you know a thing like, "Can you sign this?" I'm like, "Yeah, I guess so." Yeah, you know, their, their drivers next to them, like, "What? <laughs> What's going on?" Yeah. They'll get them to sign a photo <laughs> yeah. of like them in their house six years ago. It's like, wait, how do you have this photo <laughs> yeah, of me right. in my house? <laughs> That's but because they're so polite, you're like, oh, I'm sure it's yeah. fine. I'm sure it's not. <laughs> That's not weird. Yeah. That's, That's cool. hilarious. How much are you going to miss Lando? 
And how much is Lando going to miss you? I think it's inevitable that he misses me more. Sure. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it's just, I don't make the rules. You know, it's just, it is what it is. But I enjoyed, la like, so, well, I, I say I enjoyed last year. I didn't always enjoy the driving part of last year, but, uh, but I did enjoy, like, the relationship we had last year. And I think the... Um, the first year it was I think the first year with any kind of new teammate you're trying to like suss each other out as well yeah. and like oh is he keeping his cards close to his chest or whatever so there's like you just do need a bit of time to figure out where kind of where it all lays or lies yeah. um, in terms of like that relationship and how much you're going to help the team etc um, but yeah last year it was just yeah we just kind of had a laugh and um, tried to certainly tried to make the car better um, but yeah he's He's a kid and it kind of gives me an excuse to be a kid. So I like that. I'm, I'm a big kid, still very immature. Well, speaking of that, we have some fan questions and okay. some of them are a little bit kiddish. So if you would. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Mm. I'm going to say no, but okay. I'll still eat it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Worst tasting shoe that you've ever drank out of? Mm. Well, the worst are when they're not yours. So, um, well, didn't L Lewis I, once was like appalled at? Yeah. I think you made him drink one, and he said it's the worst thing he'd ever drank. I think. Yeah. So I mean, they obviously don't like. I mean, a race shoe is pretty bad because some people thought it was a new shoe. Like, I guess they're like, oh, like when you're back in like the conference room or whatever before the podium, like you put a new pair of boots on or something. Oh, no, 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 like this is what we've raced in. It's So it's a little salty maybe, a yeah. little extra salt in there. But we do crave salts after a race because we're dehydrated. So I'm I'm kind of helping <laughs> my competitors out, which it's, it's whatever, admirable. Whatever, yeah, it's noble. you tell yourself. <laughs> okay. This is actually kind of deep. One song that has helped you get through tough times mm. in your feels. Oh, wow. So, well, the first song I thought of was, so Monaco, so Monaco for me has always been 
at least up until a few years ago, has always been like my happy place in terms of the race. Like I've always had success there or I've just loved being there and always just gelled really well with the track. And I've, I've always kind of felt like that's, that's my place, at least personally or internally. So the last couple of years with McLaren, it was the complete opposite. Like I just had kind of like a horror time in Monaco. So um, I was playing a song there last year which kind of was just getting me through kind of the low of what i was feeling in that weekend so it was uh the good old do by zach bryan yeah do you know zach bryan i do i'm gonna have to put that on the pod yeah i don't know it was just it was kind of like soothing and it was just i just it was kind of like someone giving me a hug and that's what i felt like the song was doing to me so yeah that's awesome (laughs) reason for number three so well, I got it tattooed, so I don't really have a choice anymore. But I um, Those things but, they do say are permanent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Mum certainly said that more than once. So my first ever go-kart race. So you sign up for a go-kart club. Your license comes in the mail, and it comes with a number that you're going to do your race with. And it was a big number three. And so there's a lot of kind of... Yeah, nostalgia with that number for me, but I was a big fan of Dale Earnhardt. You know, he was my hero growing up. Um, I was, yeah, just a massive fan, and I felt like he he kind of, at least to me, put number three on the map, and it was such a big thing, especially here in the States, where it's like three for Dale. So, um, yeah, kind of I was quite, like, proud to kind of carry that number in yeah. Formula One and other parts of the world. The casting thing was a coincidence. It just happened to come through. Oh, yeah. well, that's that, yeah, that's it. Awesome. That's really and like our house there. number was number three that we lived in. So there was a lot of like threes in my life. I was like, all right, yeah. this is it. And I always preferred single digits. Um, I just thought they looked like cleaner and cooler. So yeah. that was that. Last question from the fans. What's the toughest race you've ever been a part of? Singapore 2011. It was like my fourth or fifth race in Formula One um because i got thrown in halfway through the season and i did not anticipate how hot and physical singapore was and it was a two-hour race it ran to that so it was like the longest race i'd ever done the hottest the most physical and i broke my wing i think on lap one so i was already like a lap down in a car that was always going to end probably four or five laps down so i wasn't in the race from the start so i didn't really have anything to race for and physically i was just spent so that was one of those days though that you need where it's like never again so from that day forward i just i always trained hard but i focused more on like heat training and specific like singapore and like malaysia training and i was like i never want to feel this way again in a race car so that one was misery yeah i was hoping the engine was just gonna go She's just yeah. like held the revs. Held yeah. the revs. Like, oh, no, no. Just come on, just let me let me hear like a noise I don't want to hear. But. I do wonder in those situations. I would just be like, guys, are you sure? Let's save the car. Come on, uh, we need this. We need this for the end of the season. Guys, the problem was I just got into F one though, so yeah, they're like, right, yeah, every lap counts. Not, not <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't need this. What, what are your memories of that first year? Cause it, I mean, that, that car was. I remember you coming in. It's Silverstone was your first race, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah. I mean, that car was not good. Like for anyone who's not familiar with the 2011 season. Uh, yeah. So how was that? You kind of come in, like you get your dream of being a Formula 1 driver, but there's not much you can do to get off the back row of the grid. Yeah, it was, in a way, it was like a, 
maybe a blessing in disguise where because we were at the back like the attention was kind of off me so i didn't wasn't like lewis that jumped straight into mclaren in a winning car um so there was not really too much other than red bull watching me and kicking my butt there wasn't really too many other people expecting much from me so from that point of view it was okay but yeah the car was tough and like getting lapped like blue flags I remember Silverstone, I was losing like five seconds every blue flag. And they're like, no, no, you only need to lose about a second and a half. So I ended up four laps down or something. And it was a bit of a disaster. But I remember seeing the car for the first time at Silverstone. And I was like looking at it. And I know nothing about aerodynamics. But I was trying to convince myself that the car actually looked okay. I was like, probably just needs a good driver behind it. And it's probably not that bad. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I tried to convince myself. I love that mindset. That's awesome. We've all done that. We've all done yeah, that. It's yeah. just me. I just need me in this. And it's some like... good self-talk. <laughs> this has been thoroughly enjoyable. We can't tell you enough. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. And we can't wait to see what's in store for you in the future. We appreciate High five you. it. High five it. Thank you, man. Daniel Ricardo on Unlapped. Find us on YouTube. Give us a like. Subscribe to ESPN for more F1 content. And make sure you get us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast because... Yank and Daniel Ricardo elsewhere, people. This is ESPN.